Welcome to the Smiles Matter podcast by Microdental Laboratories. I'm Laura Kelly, and it's my pleasure to host Comeback Strategies for today's dental practice. What we're trained to do is to be leaders, and now this is the first time we can really utilize all of our skill sets to become leaders, and that's what we have to do. We have to stay calm, and we have to flip the switch from a panic mode into a work mode. Scottsdale, Arizona, home of the Spear Education Center, is internationally known for its exquisite spa resorts, golf designer courses, art galleries, five-star restaurants, and superior shopping. This area does not lack when it comes to healthcare facilities and highly talented dentists. In fact, Scottsdale is home to one of the most respected cosmetic dentists and educators in our country, Dr. Joyce Bassett. Scottsdale is a town usually seen as an affluent city, but is it guarded against economic downturns and the challenges that we are facing today? I am pleased to introduce Dr. Joyce Bassett. Originally from Toledo, Ohio, Dr. Bassett attended the Ohio State University College of Dentistry at the age of 19 and became a dentist at the age of 23. She is the first female dentist to become president of the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry, and she is also an active and highly respected international lecturer. She moved to Scottsdale, Arizona in 1983, where her focus is on cosmetic dentistry and complex rehabilitation cases. Among many other accomplishments, Dr. Bassett is an accredited fellow of the AACD, a fellow in the Academy of General Dentistry, and the International Academy for Dental Facial Aesthetics. She is an adjunct faculty to the Arizona Dental School, teaching the aesthetic continuum to the seniors. Dr. Bassett is also a past president of the Arizona Academy of General Dentistry, founder of Women Teaching Women Cosmetic Learning Facility. She is also the recipient of Top Clinical Educator Award from the Lucy Hobbs Project for Clinical Excellence and has been published in the National Peer Review Cosmetic Journal. So Dr. Bassett, you know, I know our listeners today, they're facing challenges. Many of them are younger dentists just coming out of dental school. I think it's really important to, dentistry has a long history of mentorship and storytelling and and really just sharing information with one another. Can you give us a little bit of... um, your take on today and what you're doing to prepare yourself for when the challenges that you're facing actually lift, you know, when we get out of this, what are you working on right now? Okay. Well, the virus crisis is changing the life as we know it dramatically for all dentists. We're going to go through many different stages throughout the day and throughout the week, because we're going to fluctuate between emotions. The first thing we're going to feel, I feel is fear because we can't help but be scared. We can't berate ourselves because we're afraid. So what I've done is I think of it like a switch on the wall, like a light switch. And I wanna take control of the light switch. I wanna flip that switch. So I think, how long am I gonna be afraid? And then I have to choose not to panic and to choose calmness and positive as much as possible. And that's what my intention is gonna be. So. What we're trained to do is to be leaders, and now this is the first time we can really utilize all of our skill sets to become leaders, and that's what we have to do. We have to stay calm, and we have to flip the switch from a panic mode into a work mode, and that's what we're here to do. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm Mm -hmm. looking at my work mode. That's really helpful information. I think that helps set people's minds in the right direction. Um, You've been practicing. How many years have you been in practice? 35 plus years. Wow, that's incredible. 
And I've been through this before. So I started practicing in the middle 80s and I've went through a couple crises already. And the first one I saw was in 2008, I believe was it, when we had the failed banks. And I went to a study club and the top periodontist, which now he does run Seattle study clubs here, he said, brace yourself. This is going to be the worst thing you've ever gone through. And I was young and I had no point of reference. I never had any idea that it was going to be that difficult. They did the same thing back then that they're doing now. The government came in, they gave us all kinds of loans and they did everything to stimulus the economy, to make the economy stimulated and it worked. So there's a period of time where it, you were a little bit nervous and scared and the numbers weren't coming in the way that you wanted them to. And the worst thing was that the patients become scared and they're scared and they retract and they don't want to do elective procedures. Back in the day, they were scared of the dentist, of the pain, of what we look like and if we were going to you know, hurt them. Now they're going to be scared that they're going to contract an illness in our office. And so before... We changed the way we looked. We changed our offices into being beautiful, more like living rooms. We didn't really look scary anymore with the white coats. Now we're going to transform ourselves back into gear that looks like scuba gear a little bit. And by looking at that kind of gear, they're going to feel safer because they're going to know the office is cleaner and that we're not going to get them sick. So there's going to have to be a lot of social media and marketing to the patients to rebuild the elective dentistry procedures that we're going to have to do. And we're going to have to reinvent dentistry because there's things I can control. And then there's things that I can't control and how I react to the things that I can control is what's going to make me successful as I move into 2020, 2021. So that's really important that I do that. And that's that a lot of communication with the patients, a lot of team building, a lot of compassion listening to them and understanding what their fears and their desires are, allaying their fears and changing the way they think so that they feel comfortable again back in the office. We've done this before and we're going to have to do it again. That's really insightful. I really liking what you're saying about the, uh, you know, the patient engagement, making them safe. You know, we're seeing that from the laboratory side too. You know, our our customers are obviously dentists, and we're looking at some of the same things that you're mentioning, additional safety measures, making people feel you know, that our products and procedures are not just compliant, but better than uh, they've ever seen before. Are you, two questions, one is in regards to maybe what opportunities with digital technologies or what you think might, you know, the future of your practice might look like a little bit. But before we get into that, I'd like to hear more about, are you doing anything that you could share now or plans for the future in specific patient engagement activities? Okay. So before I go into patient engagement, I I just want to point one more thing out. This is a transition period and there's a lot of change that's going to happen in my practice. It's a time for me to be introspective and reevaluate all of my business practices that I already have. So I'm looking now in the office for these 30 days. We're cleaning everything up, but I'm looking at what pieces am I going to keep in the practice? What new systems am I going to bring into the practice and which pieces or systems am I going to transition out of the practice? So these days that we're here are important times for us to realize that there's positive change that can occur in the practice. I'm going to reset my business and my goal is going to be more balanced as I move into the future because of what's occurred in this. I'm going to have more clarity 
And I'm going to have more focus when I come out of this because I'm going to reevaluate all of those systems. Now, the communication with the patient, which answers your question, is going to be totally different, I believe. First of all, in the hygiene department, I'm going to make sure I see every single patient when they walk in the door or before they leave. And I'm going to have a one-on-one conversation with the patient to reassess verbally of what we're doing in the office so that they can feel safe. Then I'm also going to have more conversations about the needs dentistry and the wants dentistry, because I believe the patients are going to start with only wanting to do what they need to have done until I can rebuild their confidence level to the wants dentistry. That's going to be a huge part of the communication. Again, compassion and listening is going to be really important. And for me, I'm going to be doing some email blasts to these patients in, in their emails that I normally send every month for their hygiene. I'm going to change the verbiage, which I haven't done yet. That's on our sheet of our systems that we're changing. And one of them is going to be how clean our office is, how this is our new standard of care, how they're safe in the office and that we're ready for them to come back and we're ready to keep them healthy because they have to realize that the oral systemic connection with their body is huge and that they have to stay healthy because the number one thing people are looking at now is their health. Mm -hmm. Before it was, they're going to go on vacation. They're going to go buy shoes. Now the number one thing is family and health and how we have to redefine dentistry as we're the number one thing. Their body comes from their mouth and their oral health is a systemic link. And that's going to be the number one message in my practice besides what they need in cosmetic dentistry. That's going to be at a lower level as we return back into the practice. I hope that helped your question. Yeah, it does. I mean, what I'm really hearing clearly is that you're going to increase your personal and your office, you know, the way that you communicate, the frequency that you're communicating to your patients, and then also really zoning in and targeting what you know is the most important to them because it's how we're all thinking right now, right? So, and I've already started it. Every patient that has a hygiene appointment, I've called them personally. I've explained to them the procedures and the protocol. I've asked them, do you have any pain? Are your gums bleeding? If they're not, are you comfortable waiting? We have a clean office. I'm already starting it one on one with phone call because that's the best way to handle it, I believe. And then they make a decision and they feel empowered by making the decision of their healthcare for themselves. And then they're ready to go when we're ready to go. So there's a huge list waiting. So when they say, yes, you can open your doors, I told them we will contact them first via text, email, and then phone. And then they feel listened to, heard, and then they'll come in when they're ready. And I hope they're going to be ready right when we open the doors. You're doing a lot to just put people's um, fears, you know, at rest through just communicating the safety and the health protocol and, and really just a personalized approach that you're taking, which knowing you throughout the years, I can absolutely see why you would be taking that approach. It's very natural for you. And it, thank you for sharing that. Along those lines, are, is there anything system-wise, is there anything with digital technologies, digital workflows that you're looking at now or anything that's kind of you know, piquing your interest a little, like maybe you were interested before, right? And now you're just accelerating, getting possibly involved in something, additionally gaining more information. Anything that uh, you see your practice transitioning to as as you move into, you know, this uh, new environment? Yes, because I always want to get a scanner. 
And I haven't really had the ability, really had the finances to get the scanner. I hate to say this, I don't know if I should say this. If we get that loan that comes through, <laughs> I, don't I don't know if you can put this in there. Um, maybe you shouldn't put that piece in there. But I really believe that some of the technology is going to help us be more efficient and effective as we move into the future. So specifically this year, I know there's going to be more incentives in our tax liability for us to invest into our businesses. And so I'm looking at investing in digital technology and looking into scanners by the end of this mm-hmm. year. So that was the one thing that I'm really wanting to add into the practice by the end of the year. That's one of my goals. Great. This is a lot of good stuff, Dr. Bassett. And, you know, I'm, I'm just curious, if you were a new dentist or you were someone that was an associate in a practice or a colleague, right? I know many of us uh, grew up going to uh, AACD meetings and, and different conferences. And, you know, you sit around the bar, you sit around a table and, you, and you're just sharing, right? You're sharing information, trying to help one another. And you've done an incredible job with what you've shared today. What are the top two things, if there was, or just the top thing that comes to mind that you would say to someone who hasn't gone through having the previous challenges and, and having that uh, learning experience, right, of, of coming out on the other side, such as, you know, 9-11 or 2008, as, as you mentioned, going through those and coming out on the other side, we we learn, right? And, and this situation is quite different, but I still think all of us uh, have learned something from that. Is there one thing that, that you would pass along that you would share with somebody across the table? Always do the next right thing. So no matter what you're doing, stay calm. And focus on what you're doing in the moment. And if you do it to the best of your ability, whether it's a conversation and you're connecting and explaining and they feel your heart and your authenticity, then that is going to sway them to not go into the panic mode, the patient, and feel comfortable and go into allowing you to do the dentistry that you need to do with this patient. One patient at a time, always do the next right thing. Stay calm. And I'm hyper, but that doesn't mean I have to be frantic. You know, hyper is okay. Good energy is okay. But allaying their fears is going to be huge. And relationship and compassion. I can't do one thing. I'm sorry, Laura. It doesn't work for me. It has to be a, it's a connection of many things together, all utilized at the same time. And you utilize what you need in that moment when you identify what that patient's situation is in that moment. So you really have to use critical thinking and you have to listen. And you have to also know that even though there's a lot of chaos, everybody's walking the same walk. Everybody is doing the same thing. We're all unsettled. And the more that we stay together, which we are all doing, we're all connecting really well, there's a huge silver lining that's going on here because people are loving each other more and they're Mm -hmm. in the moment more. Before it was so busy and chaotic, you couldn't even have a conversation like this. You couldn't take time aside and think about how to handle these situations. And now everybody's talking the same conversations and helping each other out. Community is huge now. We're all connected. And that's what we needed on the global level and on just you and me personal level. It's going to change the whole way the world is. And it was time for a change because it was too chaotic. It was getting way too crazy. So now it's going to go backwards a little. And then when we come out on the other side, it's going to be a better world than it was. Wow. 
Well, I just can't thank you enough for taking the time and giving us so much inspiration. Dr. Bass, honestly, this has been a great time spent with you today. And thank you for your words and for your vision. And absolutely right. We're going we're gonna to come through this uh, stronger, closer, and, and better. And uh, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for having me, Laura. You've been listening to the Smiles Matter podcast, created by Microdental and Modern Dental Laboratories. For more information, you can go to our website, www.microdental.com slash Smiles Matter Podcast. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are available. Thank you for listening, because we believe that smiles matter. Smiles Matter.